Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, as Bitcoin returns to 25K, Credit Suisse bailout precedes the EU rate hike move. Also, breaking news, new record 67.7% of all the Bitcoin has not moved from their wallets in over a year, with more users hodling for the long term. Shout out to all my long-term hodlers. And this just in breaking news, Fidelity opened its Bitcoin trading platform to millions of retail customers commission-free, and Fidelity has over 37 million retail accounts. Mass adoption. Let's go. Also in today's show, the Federal Reserve confirms July launch for FedNow Instant Payment Service. That's right. And quoting Max Kaiser here, a global bank reset is coming. All depositors will have their deposits protected. The U.S. dollar will be swapped for a CBDC, and depositors will be given a bonus amount of the new currency when the switch is made, like a quick version of the Euro switch. Also in today's show, U.S. congressman accuses FDIC of using banking instability to attack crypto. We'll also be discussing, is $30,000 the next stop for the king crypto? Well, crypto analyst Justin Bennett updates his crypto market forecast. I'll be breaking this down for you. J-Dub, I appreciate the Super Chat contribution. We'll also be discussing why Bitcoin can explode to $40,000 per coin within the next six weeks. And we'll also be sharing the trader who absolutely nailed the crypto market at bottom is targeting a Bitcoin breakout to $100,000 per coin. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome, everyone. This is pod episode number 1222. Today is March 16th, 2023. And I am your host, JV. Let's dive into today's market watch. As you can see, the markets are back in the green. Bitcoin on the cusp of returning to 25,000. We got BNB leading the pack up 7% trading at $325 and Ethereum up one and a quarter percent trading above 1650 bucks. and checking out coinmarketcap.com we have the crypto market cap just shy of 1.1 trillion with about 72 billion in volume in the past 24 hours Bitcoin dominance on the rise at 44.4% 
with the Ether dominance at 18.8%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, we have Ajax up almost 14%, trading above 50 cents. We have GRT up 13%, trading just under 16 cents. And IMX up 10%, trading at $1.20. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week. Finally, the alts have returned to the green. You got Ajax leading the pack up almost 19%. We have CFX up 13% and RNDR up over 13%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're still in neutral, which is a 52. Yesterday was a 50 dead in the middle. And last week, a 44 in fear. And also last month, a 50 in neutral. So there you have it. And now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis, shall we? And again, welcome to everyone just tuning in. I appreciate y'all support. Bitcoin rebounded for a fresh challenge at 25,000 on March 16th, ahead of a key interest rate decision in Europe. And right here, looking at the Bitcoin one hour candle chart. Now data from Cointelegraph Markets Pro and Trading View showed Bitcoin gaining almost $1,000 versus overnight lows at 24.2 on Bitstamp. Bitcoin remained buoyant as news hit that Switzerland's central bank was due to inject 50 billion Swiss francs valued at 53.8 billion USD into the embattled Credit Suisse shares of which added 40% on the day. These measures demonstrate decisive action to strengthen Credit Suisse as we continue our strategic transformation to deliver value to our clients and other stakeholders, said their CEO in a press release. While averting potential catastrophe, the move came in for criticism ahead of a day full of economic maneuvers in both Europe and the U.S., quoting the Wolf of Wall Streets, when Swiss banks need bailouts to survive, it is probably a decent time to think about buying, he shared. An uncertainty over European economic policy nonetheless remain with the European Central Bank due to decide on how much, if at all, interest rates should rise next. And just like the Fed in the U.S., the ECB is caught between alleviating bank stress and keeping a lid on inflation. The day's hike was previously due to a 50 basis points. Twitter macro analytics account Ted's Talk Crypto noted that Bitcoin might already be falling behind equity markets based on the prior day's performance. Quitting him here, strong moves from the two-year yield plus equities during the U.S. cash session yesterday. Is Bitcoin lagging trade fine again? Well, in the U.S., the topic of interest was jobless claims with analysts hoping for an overshoot of expectations to bolster the chances of the Fed pivoting on its own rate hike program. Quoting material indicators, we are looking for hot jobless reports to start plotting an uptrend in jobless claims. Getting it would increase the probability of the Fed pausing rate hikes this month. And quoting crypto analyst Mikhail Vende Pop, he said, jobs data constituted a big day. Last week, we've seen the largest jump since October. We wonder whether we'll be seeing continuation of that rise, which might mean we'll have a higher unemployment number. Now, with that, traders were bidding their time to gauge the impact of the macroeconomic shifts, with Bitcoin still in a narrower trading range. Quoting Crypto Tony, same update as I was looking at yesterday, guys. 23.4 stop loss on my existing long position and looking for shorts if we begin to lose the 22.6 support zone until sort of stuck in a sideways uh, motion as pointed out outlined here in this chart and quoting Dan Crypto Trades, Bitcoin grinding up while spot premium is increasing a cautiously optimistic uh, analysis on that saying funding rates are already flipping below the baseline or into the negative across the board looks healthy and popular commentator by the zine general meanwhile entertained the prospect of a future bitcoin price dip being very shallow as he says here price keeps hugging upper range perps basis already completely reset 
FUTs basis still hovering around zero, and there is a lot of spot bids that don't seem to be going anywhere. So you guys let me know if you're currently bullish or bearish on the King Crypto. And breaking news, hodler supply keeps going up as a new record. 67.7% of all the Bitcoin has not moved from their wallets in over a year. You gotta love it. And I shared this in the intro of the show. Breaking news is a pretty big deal as Fidelity has over 37 million retail customers and they just opened as Bitcoin trading platform to millions of them. Commission free, truly making it a no-brainer as the mass adoption continues. So pretty exciting times. Personally, I'm pretty optimistic with the Bitcoin price rising back to around that $25,000 resistance. I feel if we can flip it into a strong support, we're going to just head up right on up to 30000 effortlessly, and I can't wait. Now let's discuss FedNow and CBDCs, which are going to be launched right around the corner. This is breaking news as well. The United States Federal Reserve has confirmed a July launch date for its long-awaited instant payment system, seen by some as an alternative to the central bank digital currencies and stablecoins. To me, it's a part of the same system as these CBDCs. The instant payment network will settle payments in seconds and can support transactions between consumers, merchants, and banks, and it does not rely on blockchain technology. It is a significant step for the government as it is controlled by the Federal Reserve Clearinghouse RTP network, which also offers real-time payments and is operated by a consortium of large uh, banks. And according to the March 15th announcement, the U.S. Fed said the debut of FedNow is set for July, with the U.S. Treasury and a diverse mix of financial institutions of all sizes ready to use the network from launch. All I know is this, anything with the name Fed in it, I want nothing to do with it. FedCoin, no thank you. Fed now, no thank you. Federal Reserve, no thank you. I am not interested whatsoever. The Fed said it will begin the formal certification of participants during the first week of April in preparation for the launch. That's right around the corner. April is in a couple of weeks. Quoting them here, early adopters will complete a customer testing and certification program informed by the feedback of the FedNow pilot program to prepare for sending live transactions through the system. FedNow announced in 2019 it would provide round-the-clock real-time gross settlement by funneling commercial bank money from a sender through a Fed credit account to its recipient. It also had built-in features such as fraud risk management. Quoting Nick Carter, if you like bank runs in the age of social media, you're going to love bank runs in the age of FedNow. Touche. And following the official launch, the Fed outlined that it would push to onboard as many financial institutions as possible in order to increase the availability of instant payments. Uh, and quoting another from uh, the, the president of the Federal Reserve Bank, this launch reflects an important milestone in the journey to keep financial institutions uh, serve customer needs for instant payments to better support nearly in every aspect of our economy. And some of the Fed news services as tackling a problem that both stablecoins and CBDCs also seek to solve. The FedNow program, however, doesn't use blockchain tech, while the Federal Reserve is known to have cautious and skeptical view on stablecoins. One of the major banking payment servicing U.S. crypto companies in the Silvergate Exchange Network was just shut down earlier in the month following Silvergate's collapse. And as it currently stands, SDN competitor Signet from Signature Bank is still operational despite the bank's forced closure March 13th. However, its fate is currently up in the air, while a number of companies have reportedly fled from the network following Signature's troubles. Uh, exactly. Silverbank had Silvergate Exchange Network. Signature had Signet. Both were private networks for companies to transfer value between each other using digital assets. 
where are both now these companies enabled alternative currencies and that threatened a CBDC and Fed now says Damon Nan. Now Federal Reserve Vice Chairman Lau Brainerd emphasized during a House of Representatives Committee and Financial Services hearing in May, a CBDC would take far longer to get off the ground than Fed now due to regulatory hurdles. If Congress were to decide to issue a central bank digital currency, it would take five years to put in place the requisite security features, the design features, etc. She added that Fed now will serve many of the same functions as a CBDC anyhow. So it sees seems to me this is the precursor to the CBDCs, the first part of the grand scheme, to say the least. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell also spoke before the House of Financial Services Committee on March 9th, suggesting that a potential U.S. CBDC is still quite some time away. Quitting him here, we are not at the stage of making any real decisions. Interesting. Adding, what we're doing is experimenting in kind of early stage experimentation. How does this work? How does it work? What's the best technology? What's the most efficient? And commenting on Fed now, however, he stated, we'll have real-time payments in this country very very soon. And quoting the high priest of Bitcoin, a global bank reset is coming. All depositors will have their deposits protected. The US dollar and other fiat money will be swapped for a CBDC and depositors will be given a bonus amount of the new currency when the switch is made, like a quick version of the euro switch. So there you have it. A massive shout out to Max and Najib Bukele, the president of the free world in El Salvador. So there you have it. Would you ever be inclined to use Fed now? Let me know your honest thoughts. And would you ever be inclined to use the CBDC? Let me know. And I'll be reading these comments out loud towards the end of the show. And with that being shared, now let's discuss FDIC, crypto, FUD currently going on, which is interesting as well. U.S. Congressman Tom Emmer, the majority whip of the United States House of Representatives, has reiterated concerns that the Fed is weaponizing concerns around the banking industry to go after crypto. Much respect and shout out to Emmer for calling them out. March 15th letter. Emmer called on the Fed Deposit Insurance Corporation, better known as the FDIC, and their chairman, Martin Gruenberg, to answer questions as to whether the government cooperation has specifically instructed banks to not provide services to the crypto firms or suggested doing may be onerous tasks. The Minnesota representative cited claims for Signature Bank board member and former U.S. Representative Barney Frank, who reportedly called the FDIC movement against Signature a strong anti-crypto message rather than being based on concerns about the bank's solvency. Quoting Emmer here, these actions to weaponize recent instability in the banking sector, catalyzed by catastrophic government spending and unprecedented interest rate hikes, are deeply inappropriate and could lead to broader financial instability. He makes a great point, and this is the actual tweet right here. Today, I sent a letter to the FDIC chairman regarding reports that the FDIC is weaponizing recent instability in the banking sector to purge legal crypto activity from the U.S. This doesn't surprise me whatsoever, so I'm glad we actually have a congressman calling them out on their scheme. Emmer also targeted the administration of Joe Biden, good for him, accusing policymakers of attempting to choke off digital assets from the U.S. financial system, which couldn't be any more clear to any of us actually in crypto, right? The Minnesota representative made similar claims prior to the collapse of SVB and Signature Bank. In addition to speculating, the U.S. government could easily weaponize a central bank digital currency as a surveillance tool, which is precisely why they are working on it. (laughs) You know what I mean? For many in the space, the recent banking crisis began with Silvergate's parent company announcing 
announcing March 8th that it would wind down operations for the crypto bank. Now, Silicon Valley Bank followed on March 10th with its own failure after a run on deposits. Now, USD coin, better known as USDC, the issuer Circle reported $3.3 billion of its reserves in the bank, causing the stablecoin to temporarily depeg from the dollar. And let's see where that is currently at. Where is USDC on this chart? Last I looked, we were currently at about uh, $0.98. Cents, so we're still currently actually depegged from the dollar. Now, some lawmakers and those in the space have suggested that the shutdown of Signature Bank could have been a targeted move by government officials against crypto. That's my speculation. If I was to guess what my two Satoshis, absolutely what he just suggested with Representative Frank reporting that there is no insolvency based on the fundamentals. At the time, the New York State Department of Financial Services reported March 14th that closing the bank had nothing to do with crypto, citing the firm's failure to provide reliable and consistent data to the regulator. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding all of that as the FDIC FUD continues attacking crypto? Let me know your thoughts. And now let's break down a potential price target of $30,000 incoming and then we'll be discussing a 40,000 target for April and then we'll be wrapping up with a $100,000 target followed by some live uh, Q&A. So let's discuss it. Popular analyst Justin Bennett is updating his outlook on Bitcoin after the King Crypto soared 35% in the past five days. In a new analysis, Bennett says Bitcoin could make more than a 20% run from the current value. Bennett updates his outlook on Bitcoin to analyze whether the mind-bending pump that garnered 35% in five days is over or if the King Crypto has more room to run. He says Bitcoin could climb up to 30000 if the price action sees a close above 25000 Quitting him here, Tuesday's pullback is clearing out late longs and potentially flushing the liquidity built up just above 23000 An aggressive bounce from the 23 to 23.5 area can send Bitcoin back to 25.2, and a daily close above 25 would signal the next leg up towards 28 to 30000 region, but all of that is contingent on solid bounce from the mid-23000 area, which he outlines here alongside this chart. And he also warns that if Bitcoin does lose support at the 23 level, Bitcoin can see a dip all the way down to 21.5, quitting him here. Alternatively, if Bitcoin starts to lose 23 Gs, baby, on the higher timeframes, we could see a more significant pullback of 21.5. And looking at Ethereum, Bennett says the smart contract platform token can soar to 2,000 after achieving a close this week of above 1,700. But if ETH dips below 1,590, Bennett says the lower levels of 1,500 and 1,420 are in play, him here. Although not quite as impressive as Bitcoin's rally, Ethereum is up an impressive 15% since Sunday's open. Ethereum is also trading back above the 1590 key level. However, the bigger test for Ethereum bulls lies at 1700. And that's the September 2021 trend line that I've discussed recently. A daily close above 1700 this week would open up the August 2022 high near 2000. And that would also be where the majority of short liquidations end for Ethereum. And alternatively, a higher time frame close back to 1590 would open up 1500 and 1420. So there you have it. And I have a question for all of you watching right now. How many of you are more bullish on Bitcoin versus Ethereum? Let me know. And if you feel the opposite, that Ethereum will likely outpace Bitcoin during this bull run, let me know as well. All I know in the past few months, Bitcoin has absolutely been outpacing Ethereum as the king has been leading the pack. I personally expect that to continue, but I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And with that being shared, now let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss a potential 40,000 target within the next six weeks, shall we? Let's go. 
Uh, and I think I'm going to scroll down to the meat and potatoes here. Here we go. Why Bitcoin price can double in less than six weeks. Each time the signal fired and Bitcoin closed above the middle line on the Bollinger Bands, this confirmation caused the price to rally to the upper band over the next three to six weeks, resulting on an average 118% return. Let's go. In 2013, after the signal triggered, Bitcoin immediately rallied 139% to the upper band, then continued another 19,000% higher. Let that sink in, fam. The second signal in 2015 saw the weakest initially rally with 30, or sorry, 76% ROI after making it above the middle line, which on the Bollinger Bands is a 20 period simple moving average. The fully or the full rally resulted in more than 7,000% gains. Then in 2019, Bitcoin pumped another 139% and added another 1,000% before the bull run fizzled out. Now that signal is back and the upper Bollinger Band is located at roughly 40,000 per Bitcoin or around double from here in the recent retest of 20,000. Historical data suggests that the top crypto by market cap could see a strong move soon with as much as 118% on average initially. The average across the three rallies that followed rounds out to roughly 9,000% on rally on average. Much of the gains were during the early days of crypto, so don't expect anything that significant. But the math is what it is. And although past performance is not a guarantee of future results, the probability of an explosive move becomes much higher once the signal confirms facts. Now, shout out to Tony the Bull and let me know if you agree or disagree with his analysis. And now let's dive into our final story of the day and discuss a $100,000 price prediction for the King Crypto, shall we? An analyst who bucked the trend and bought Bitcoin at its low late last year is updating his outlook in the crypto market. Synonymous trader who goes by Don Alt says the King Crypto now has a sustainable real narrative amid the backdrop of failing banks in the US and abroad. And at this point, the trader believes Bitcoin will never again dip below 20000 Ultimately saying the low is in and bears are waiting for another crypto meltdown will not get the entry they are looking for. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Don Alt. And do you feel that 20,000 is the new low that we will never go back down again? Let me know. Now, Don Alt says he is not done buying and a Bitcoin breakout to $100,000 is his target. Quitting him here. If you are selling while the banks are failing, you should have never bought in the first place. Facts. This is not a short-term narrative. It's not like, hey, Elon bought. It's a systemic thing. We're almost at 30000 even though in the last 12 months, Luna went tits up. Uh, three Arrows Capital perished. Celsius imploded. BlockFi exterminated. Voyager bit the dust. FTX exit scam. Genesis was slain. Bits Lotso was taken from us. U.S. crypto banks got shut down. An aggressive SEC intervention. That's right. Ain't telling no lies. And I feel this rally is just getting started. So me personally, I am very optimistic, but I'd love to know your thoughts surrounding his $100,000 target. And I feel it's inevitable, only a matter of time. But the real question is, by what month, what year, what time frame specifically can we realistically hit a six-figure Bitcoin price? Can it happen this year? Absolutely. Is it prob- more probable to happen next year? Yeah. And is it absolutely more probable to happen in 2025? Yes, because the year following the halving is when we hit the height of the cycle and all the previous four-year halving cycles. However, still anything can happen. We have to also consider the facts. The high is roughly 70,000. You know what I mean? We hit that in November of 2021. And right now, stats are extremely discounted because we're still trading below 25,000. So you look at the upside potential versus 
the downside. And I just see so much more upside for the King Crypto right now, hence why I'm so optimistic. And uh, yeah, just eternally optimistic and with relentless optimism, to say the least. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.